When you get to the end of 2024, what do you want to be saying, thinking, feeling about the year that's been? Okay, sorry, I know the year has hardly started and I'm already rushing to get to the end. But I do so with intent because so often in January we set our resolutions. Maybe we've got a word that becomes our anchor for the year. And we get to these resolutions or words based on how we feel in the here and now. We focus on things to change rather than outcomes, which is actually the key to keeping us motivated. We don't perhaps stress test to see if that thing will still be important to us after 12 months of work. I'm Lee Griffith, a communication strategist, executive coach and all-round champion of leaders who shun the old school stereotypes. I'm here to help you get clear on your strategy, implement some self-leadership and connect with those you serve through your communications so that you can deliver improved organisational performance, engagement and reputation. Sign up to my newsletters to receive even more useful insights into how to be an impactful leader. You can also find out how I can support your organisation to better connect with the people it serves. Visit sundayskies.com to find out more. In this episode, I'm going to help you plan for 2024 to be your most impactful year yet. I'm going to share the tools I use and the questions I ask of myself and my clients to help get clarity on what's important. So grab a cuppa and something to start noting down your thoughts and reflections and let's dive in. Enjoy. Happy New Year. I know this is landing on the 1st of January and you may be listening with a bit of a hangover, maybe, maybe not. But I also know that the first day of the year, especially when it's a Monday, is when we try and start with those good intentions. And so it felt important to me that I drop an episode like normal because I don't want those good intentions to go to waste. Now, we can't even begin thinking about 2024 without taking some time to reflect on how things have gone in 2023. It's a chance to ask did I show up as the leader I wanted to be? Before I get too specific in my reflections, I always like to start with some broader questions to ask. So at the beginning of 2023, how did I feel about the year ahead and what was important to me as a leader? What surprised me about last year? Did I achieve what I set out to do? If yes, what contributed to that success? If no, what got in the way? When I felt I was leading well this year, I was doing what? When I felt I wasn't showing up as a leader, what was happening for me? I used these prompts, these fill in the gap sentences, however you want to frame them, to understand what felt good for me, uh, where I felt challenged, and to get a general sense of how the year panned out compared to perhaps what I'd hoped or expected at the start of the year. So you might want to hit pause now and take a bit of reflection again on those questions. Once you've done that, it's it's time to get a little bit more specific if you can. Now, I'm a bit of a data and metrics nerd. I like to track things to see how it's all going. So at this point is where all my data comes out. Some are really specific measures I track that's aligned to my priorities. Others are just interesting facts, I suppose, that show me if the things I've been spending my time, attention and money on have been worth it. And I do this for my business, uh, for my collaborations and to some extent in my personal life. I mean, let's not get away, you know, run away with ourselves. I don't have personal KPIs per se, but I'm always quite clear on the measure of success. Actually, I think I've told a lie to you. 
There is one personal KPI I set every year, which is the number of books I aim to read. And I did that a few years ago because I'd realised that reading was one of my passions and I'd gone a whole year and maybe read two books. And I felt really sad about that and also really unfulfilled. So I think probably back in 2018, I came across Goodreads, the app website, and they have a reading challenge every year and you can set a target of how many books to read. And so I set my first target in 2018 and I smashed it. And it felt really good to keep a track and to feel like there was some accountability for the number of books I read. And so every year it's something that I do now and I vary the number of books that I put as a target. Some years I've been super ambitious and I've said, right, I'm going to have 55 books and then felt like I had to game a little bit to to get that result. This year I was easier on myself. I said, I'm going to read 35 books. I'm actually at the point of recording this at, at 56. I didn't feel any stress or pressure to read that. I've read things, a, a mixture of fiction and nonfiction and stuff I've really enjoyed. But it's been nice to be able to keep a track and to see, am I spending time reading? Because that's something that's really important to me. So I lie when I say I don't have personal KPIs. I do, apparently. But like, I don't have objectives. I don't sit down for a, an appraisal with the husband or anything like that. But there are a few things that I know will show me if I've had a successful year or not. And I do it across my personal and my business life because all of these things are important to me and I know they all have an impact on each other. And I also know that in the year ahead, if I'm going to make a change in one of those areas, I need to be clear on what it's going to mean in terms of impact in other areas. So out come the stats, have a bit of a review. I mean, I'm tracking as the year goes by. I kind of know month on month how I'm doing. Um, there might be new metrics I've introduced mid-year. I've been working with some some different experts this year that have got me a bit more focused on the types of things I should be tracking when it comes to my business, which has been really helpful. But that with the general reflection questions at the beginning start to give me a sense of how I'm feeling and how I did in and out of my business for the year. And then once I've done all that, I use my own SLC framework as a further lens to review and do that check-in. So looking at my personal leadership strategy, my approach to self-leadership and my communications, was I clear in my personal leadership strategy? I think in 2023, I got the clarity I've probably been searching for since I first started the business. So I really honed in on who I support and how I help leaders. This also meant I became much clearer in the type of support I needed myself. I stopped wasting money on courses I never completed. And I can tell you there's been a lot of money wasted over the last couple of years. And I started investing in experts who filled a genuine gap for me. Plus, and this was a biggie for me, I started finally to pay for behind the scenes support rather than trying to be a hero and do everything myself. And this was a breakthrough that actually came quite late in the year for me. And it was after I attended a a business retreat with one of the kind of new experts that came into my world this year. And I realised I was really uncomfortable with the concept of spending money, particularly as my business is still quite new. But the question that just kind of came out of nowhere after spending a couple of days on this retreat was, not can I afford to do this, but actually can I afford not to do this? And the honest answer was no. 
there were certain things in my business that I'd brought attention to that I realized that were draining my time and my energy. And it meant that I couldn't focus on the things that were most important to my business. And so something had to change and and I made that investment. And yeah, it's, it's still a work in progress, but I feel so much better in terms of that being a strategic move for me. I also felt really more comfortable in shedding that corporate persona. And I recognized that I wasn't a woman either. And I didn't need to be one to be a good coach. And I think that's something that I'd grappled with in in the first couple of years, because particularly if you look on, on socials, there's a lot of people that are really leaning into the woo space. And I've got no judgment against any of that, but it wasn't necessarily feeling authentic to me. So I stopped trying to lean into that myself and it felt really freeing. I also felt I lived my integrity value well this year. I stepped away from spaces and from people who just weren't serving me very well. I still need to work on letting them take up too much airtime in my head. I haven't quite done the the whole unfollow on socials that I probably need to do. And that will be something that would show my growth in 2024. But I felt pleased that my clarity in my personal strategy was allowing me to make more informed choices over the past year. Did I lead myself well in 2023? I think I did a solid 7 out of 10 on this one. I've definitely been better at setting and sticking to clear boundaries. I've One of my big focuses over the past year has been investing in my well-being and my fitness. I feel so much stronger for doing that. I've also simplified my business processes. I've utilised some new systems. And that all links to the previous point about being more strategic in the support I get. But I didn't realise all my personal goals. So I often found myself working or doing life admin on a Friday instead of spending the time on personal projects, which was my intent in not working on Fridays. I found time to read a lot. As I say, I smashed my reading goal for the year. But also I spent way too much time in front of the TV watching bare trash. Now, sometimes that's great and it's a great way to switch off, but I did realise I was getting pretty frustrated with that at points. And and it meant I wasn't doing the crafty type stuff that I really enjoy. So it tells me that I didn't always align my priorities in the best way. And did I communicate and engage well this year? Again, I'd give myself a 7 out of 10. I think finding clarity in my leadership strategy allowed me to get rid of all that complicated offers that I felt I had to be talking about all the time. I spent way less time online. If you follow me on Instagram in particular, you probably might have gone, oh, she she disappeared because I just don't show up there as, as much as I was. As a new business owner, I definitely fell into that trap in the first couple of years of feeling like I had to be on socials 24-7 if I was going to be noticed. And I remember at one point in 2022, I was posting something like three times a day because I'd heard that this is what you needed to do to gain the algorithm and, and to stay relevant in people's minds. And to be honest, it was really, really exhausting super overwhelming and gave me very little return. And I got into this spiral of thinking, what was I doing wrong? Why is it not working for me? My realisation in 2023 was actually I need to communicate less with people. 
And I need to try different things to communicate with people who are most likely to be interested in the services I offer. And they just weren't in the places that I was perhaps showing up. I had to battle with some guilt around that. I did feel pretty guilty stepping away from the socials. What signal was that showing to other people? That Am I going to be judged that I'm not showing up? Are people going to forget who I am? But again, once I got that clarity in my personal strategy and I had the right advisors supporting me, I realised it was a no-brainer. And to be honest, it has been a game changer this year, not having to spend so much time thinking about social media. And it's allowed me to do stuff that I just wouldn't have made the time to do previously. I mean, 2023 was the year I launched this podcast. I wouldn't have done that if I was still trying to keep up with a schedule of three times a day on Instagram. My other podcast, How to Take the Lead, was also shortlisted for a national award. So both of those have been really important to my development and to my business's development. And it's allowed me to explore topics relevant to my business, to continue to campaign and prove it's possible to do leadership in a different way. So I think from that communications and engagement, I've got really clear on what my messaging is, who I'm trying to connect with, and to communicate some of my personal strategy and my self-leadership as well. But it is still only a seven out of 10 because I think my focus for next year needs to be consistency, particularly in my outreach, keeping in touch with people and my corporate newsletter production. But I'm going to come on to that in a little bit. So once I've gone through my review of the year and I've put it through the lens of my SLC framework, I generally have a pretty good idea about what I therefore want to achieve in the coming year. And so I asked myself a couple of questions to help me with that last bit of clarity. How would I like to feel in 2024 when I get to the end of the year and I look back? What's the feeling I want to be having at that time? What's going to be important for me to remember this year? So my big learning from 2023, how's that going to help shape the year ahead? What will I focus on in 2024? And I mean that personally and professionally. If I'm making the impact I want, how will a typical day and week look like? And importantly, what might I need to change to make that happen? And I do think this is a question I ask my clients a lot because we can overload ourselves with new ideas and new things and it's just this and just that and I just need to do something. But there's always a give and sometimes it's our own approach. Sometimes we've, we've overwhelmed ourselves with stuff or sometimes it might just be our way of working, but there's usually something that we've got to change for us to progress. And so I ask myself that question as much as I ask my clients that. My reflections against those questions all go back through the lens of my SLC framework again. So what's going to be my leadership strategy in 2024? How am I going to demonstrate self-leadership? And what will that mean for how I communicate and engage? For me, having got that clarity in 2023, my words for 2024 are persistency and consistency. Easy for me to say. I know that that needs to be foundational in whatever I'm doing. And I think the check I will do when I'm thinking of introducing anything new or starting a new project is, will I be able to maintain this and do this with persistence and consistency? My strategy is going to mean I will be talking to more CEOs and senior leaders about showing up with impact and what that might look and feel like to them. 
I really enjoyed holding one-to-one strategy days with leaders in the past year. And I want to do more of that. My collaboration through How to Take the Lead also included some paid work in 2023. And so I want to explore how else we can support organisations to tackle some of the leadership myths and stereotypes that are at play. My self-leadership will be to continue on my health and well-being journey. I can't believe I've actually used that word, but I can't think of a better one, to be honest with you. I've been pleased with the results I've seen this year. And so I want to extend that feeling and continue to get stronger and feel like I've got more energy as a woman approaching a certain time in life. I know looking after myself is going to be really important. And so I kind of want to get a step on that already. I know that I can do more with my boundaries, in particularly the hours and the days I work. And and an important part of that is finding ways to make sure I'm not always thinking about the work stuff, which can be hard when you run your business from your home. And I have found at points this year, I've been waking up thinking about a proposal I'm writing or thinking about the to-do list of stuff I need to do around the podcast or an event I'm going to. So I, I know I'm taking my business into my personal life. And as a business owner, that's fine to some extent, but it's I had a really good conversation with a client earlier this year and um, we, we got to when is it productive thinking and when is it disruptive thinking? And I think that was a really good takeaway for me as well as them. I also need to prioritise time for my crafty pursuits, as I call them, because I know for me that is a guaranteed brain clearer. It's where I can just zone out of everything else. And usually in zoning out, I do come back with a renewed clarity in the thing that I was trying to tackle. So I definitely need to build in more time to do that. And from my communications point of view, I'm going to continue to be on the socials less. I've enjoyed not having that pressure this year and I don't see any reason to change that going into 2024. Instead, I'm going to be investing more time in the Leaders of Impact podcast. I've got some great guests coming up in the coming year. I definitely want to be speaking with more chief execs and leaders who can prove it's possible to do stuff differently. And I'm going to be focusing on my newsletter for corporate leaders as well. I also want to do more with trade media and talk about leadership issues that matter. You keep seeing the same voices and the same opinions, and I don't always think that that's helpful in changing the narrative. So I'm thinking, what can I do to help be part of that change? And I think living my values will mean calling out that leadership BS I see even more than I have done. And for me, that means making time to have proper conversations about things that matter to help inform me, inform the work I'm doing, to challenge and stimulate and help in my growth and development as well as those of my clients. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't like New Year's resolutions because to me they feel woolly and aimless. Probably you'll agree with this if you're being honest. You rarely stick to something when it is that obtuse. But a plan I can get behind with timescales, with measures to show I've achieved the outcome. So once I've got clarity on my themes for 2024, I've put it through the lens of my SLC model. I get real specific. I I don't leave it there. If I can put a measure against it, I will. I certainly put timescales. I break things down by quarter so that I can make sure I'm being realistic. 
I can make sure that my activities are aligned and that I'm not overwhelming myself by wanting to achieve so much straight away, which can definitely be a problem for me. Having a plan gives me that reality check, that accountability and that marker that shows that I'm making progress as I check in on a monthly basis, all of which is really motivating to me. Now, you might not need to be that granular, but certainly when it comes to showing up as an organisational leader, if you lack clarity, it can really affect the impact you have. So I would recommend you give it some thought to be more than just a resolution or cross your fingers and hope you achieve it. Anyway, I hope these prompts have been useful. You might want to mull them over for a few days and revisit. I certainly always find moving to a different space helps me get different thinking. If this has helped you to get some clarity for your year ahead, I'd love to know. Just drop me a line. and I'm looking forward to seeing what impact you can make in 2024. If you've listened to this episode and decided that 2024 is the year you're going to get serious about your leadership, then my one day intensive is a great starting point. This is a full day, just you and me, unpacking and reconstructing what you want to achieve as a leader. It's the perfect way to kickstart your year and you'll come away with clarity and a plan of action. Visit sundayskies.com to get in touch. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know on Apple Podcasts or on your app of choice and drop me a line over on LinkedIn. You can find me at Lee Griffith. I'll be back with the next episode in two weeks time. So in the meantime, remember to sign up to my newsletter at sundayskies.com for further insights on how to lead with impact. Until next time. Mm -hmm.